You're listening to the Quince podcast. Amid the sharp rise in COVID cases across the country, the one question on everyone's mind is, when will this wave peak and end? Omicron has supercharged the caseload in India, from just a little under 7,000 daily cases on Christmas last year to over 2.4 lakh cases reported on 13 January, the highest rise in this wave so far. What is also concerning about this wave is the gradual rise in COVID-related deaths in the country, with Delhi alone reporting 40 deaths on 12 January, pushing the national tally to 177. While there are some signs that this wave may be ebbing in a few regions, with hotspots like Delhi and Mumbai reporting a decline in cases between 7 and 11 January, such indications may be premature since they also reported a sharp rise in cases the following two days. Experts and modelers have pointed at different timelines of a peak and end of this wave. And in this episode, we'll try to unpack exactly where we are in this pandemic right now and what the trends indicate so far. For this, I'm joined today by our regular guest and friend of the show, Dr. Chandrakan Laharia, who is an epidemiologist and health systems expert, and Dr. Brahman Mukherjee, a professor of epidemiology at the University of Michigan. tuned in to The Big Story, the podcast where we dissect the headline-making news for you, and I'm your host, Imad. It's been a little over two weeks since COVID cases in India started surging, and in this time, we have learned a few things about this Omicron variant. First, that it spreads fast. Second, it is milder than Delta. And third, the hospitalization and death rates are low. These three indicators are used to predict when a wave will possibly peak and end. With this variant, what data from South Africa has shown us is that the wave is short-lived and peaks in about two weeks. And given that both India and South Africa share similar characteristics when it comes to the population and natural immunity, modelers believe that India may have the same trajectory as South Africa. So what are the predictions for India so far? When will be the peak? A model from the Indian Institute of Science has postulated three different scenarios, for India's third wave peak and end based on the percentage of the population susceptible to Omicron, that is 30%, 60% and 100%. In the best case scenario, that is 30%, the wave will peak by mid-January and end by mid-February. And in the worst case scenario, the wave will peak somewhere closer to the end of January and end by March 1st week. And the model at the Institute of Health and Metrics Evaluation, IHME, an independent global health research centre, indicates that the peak will be attained on 14 January, but unlike the IISC model, the drop-in cases may not be as sharp and will reduce gradually till May 2022. And when cases in Delhi and Mumbai started declining last week, it gave hope that these hotspots have already attained the peak of the third wave. However, on 12 January, Delhi logged 27,561 fresh cases, which is closer to its highest peak so far, and Mumbai logged in more than 16,000 cases, indicating that the trajectory may be different. So, where are Delhi and Mumbai cases headed now? We took this question to epidemiologist and health systems expert Dr. Chandrakan Laharia, and he predicts that Delhi may reach its peak in the next two days. We know that the current uh, third, third wave or rise in the cases is most likely due to Omicron variant. The reason being that uh, Delhi and Mumbai conducted a genomic uh, surveillance or genomic sequencing, and what they found 
that uh, in a shorter period, nearly 80% of the total case, uh, samples which were se sequenced for Delhi had a Omicron variant. Similarly, for uh, Mumbai, all the sequence which were done, around 50 to 60% were Omicron variant. We also know that uh, a variant which has caused infection in the past is unlikely to cause a fresh wave. So uh, current wave in India is uh, due to Omicron variant. There is a very important learning from South Africa, UK, and United States. What we have learned about Omicron surge, that uh, cases of Omicron uh, or Omicron wave rise very quickly within two to three weeks, then it peaks and then falls very quickly at the same rate. So going by what we know about Omicron variant, uh, Delhi and Mumbai, which both of which are facing a surge in the cases for last two weeks, it's very likely that uh, it will uh, they, the two city will follow similar pattern as we have seen in other settings, rise in two weeks, very steep rise, and then peak and then quick uh, decline in the casein. So considering all of these factors, I believe that uh, Delhi is very close to the peak or uh, in a day or two, it will reach a peak of COVID-19 cases. Hmm. We hope that the number of cases would decline However, we also need to remember that uh, when we say that uh, the cases are peaked and then cases would start declining, we might not see a very uh, major re reduction in the COVID-19 cases uh, for a, many days or weeks to come. The reason is that the new baseline is going to be far greater than what we had seen uh, before the start of this particular surge. Mm -hmm. Delhi, as an example, Delhi was reporting around 40 or 50 daily new COVID-19 cases in beginning of December, we might not see that kind of number for many weeks to come. The new baseline could be 1,000, 2,000 uh, daily new COVID-19 cases in each of the cities. We also spoke to Professor Gautam Menon, a biophysicist at Ashoka University, who stated that Delhi can expect cases to rise by 16 to 17 January and that the third wave overall in the country may peak by 20th January to 10th February. However, what is pertinent to note is that while states like Maharashtra and cities like Delhi are well into the third wave, many other states in India like Uttar Pradesh and Bihar have just started their third wave journey. Now, moving to the other point of concern with this wave is the gradual increase in COVID-related deaths. While the number is not as high as the second wave, it has been increasing daily from 111 on 10 January to 177 on 12 January. And Delhi alone on 12 January reported 40 deaths. And what we have learned from previous COVID waves is that deaths usually follow two weeks after hospitalization. So with the sharp increase in cases due to Omicron, how worrying is the trend of increase in deaths? Dr. Laharia says that the majority of deaths so far reported have been due to comorbidities and the detection of COVID has largely been incidental. What we need to remember that uh, usually the hospitalization uh, has a time lag of a week after increasing the cases and deaths have a time lag of usually two weeks after increasing cases. So what we are seeing in the number of uh, deaths uh, is the outcome of uh, nearly 10 days or uh, two weeks before that particular day. Having said that, what we also know, and uh, this is a uh, experience sharing by various uh, individuals who are working in the hospital setups and uh, also government officials, that though the number of deaths have increased, but the majority of those deaths are in individuals who were either admitted to the hospital for any other health condition or COVID-19 was an incidental finding in them. So it is a little too early to conclude and say that the rise in deaths is, uh, can be attributed to COVID-19. It is very likely that they had some comorbidity and they incidentally discover, uh, identified with the COVID-19. 
but at the same time we should we keep track we should keep tracking the number of deaths and which have shown a slight increase and this need to be further examined with the sharp rise in cases the third wave has also been defined by new testing guidelines by the indian council of medical research now in previous waves the strategy has always been test 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 but in its new guidelines icmr has let go of this and stated that only contacts of confirmed cases of who are identified as high risk based on their age or comorbidities need to get tested for covid the guidelines also state that individuals undertaking interstate travel also need not get tested but the question is why have we moved to this kind of strategy now how do you track the pandemic if we don't test enough we took this question to dr brahman mukherjee a professor of epidemiology at the university of michigan who said that it is very important to test to keep a track of this pandemic i think that we have to change some of the recommendations some of the things that we are doing before in an unvaccinated population are no longer going to be true or the right tools for the vaccinated population particularly with something like omicron where probably even if you know with our best interest testing is not going to scale up to capacity then we have to prioritize on who to test so i think we need to think about a more pragmatic strategy of testing where some people are getting home tested and what is the purpose of testing is it for clinical diagnosis or is it for surveillance i think that i feel that you know in india the cases the testing data is what we had available nationally every day hospitalization data we never had so ideally we should probably change our key metrics to say really watch out on hospital capacity hospital admissions because cases are not predictive of that anymore previously in unvaccinated population the case trajectory and the death trajectory were really compatible with each other at a lag now it's not so depending on the immunity quilt of the different population so what i want to say is that we need to test because we need to know what is going on otherwise we have no clue if we have a dashboard with hospitalization icu admissions all over india then i would say yes don't test but what is going to happen is that without testing i think it's going to be very hard to track the pandemic maybe in certain pockets we'll have hospitalization data but not all across india on the other hand dr laharia believes that the new guideline is epidemiologically sound and that not testing asymptomatic individuals will not alter their medical management he breaks down the public health benefit of such a strategy first of all i personally think that uh, the latest uh, indian council of medical research covid-19 testing strategy is really a right approach it's very epidemiologically very sound what we need to remember that uh, in epidemics and pandemics uh, that testing is done with a specific purpose the purpose in terms of uh, individual benefit public health benefit and also to track the uh, course of the pandemic now we know that uh, with the current variant omicron and also with the with the past exposure and two shots of vaccines majority of the cases are mild or asymptomatic now in such individuals even if a testing is done and they are identified as a covid-19 positive this is not going to alter the course of management the clinical course man- and management of those individual because the, whether confirmed through the test or not their uh, treatment would remain same as a symptomatic like asymptomatic would not require any treatment mild symptomatic would require the paracetamol or antihistaminic or anti allergic so there is no individual benefit of getting tested 
Now, the second part is that there is a public health benefit of testing individual. So the individual can uh, be isolated and then you can reduce the transmission in the community. But we know that considering majority of individual are asymptomatic, it's, it's impossible to identify all asymptomatic. So even the public health benefit of testing asymptomatic or mild symptomatic is very limited. It would not impact uh, the transmission in the community or impact very little, and it will have a lot of costs. So putting all of both of these together, uh, the Indian Council of Medical Research policy on not testing asymptomatic individuals in communities right approach. That will free up the relatively limited resources so the people who are at higher risk can be tested through that system. It will also ensure that they receive their report in the timely manner, which will help in better case management for a moderate to severe risk. So this is a good uh, policy. Coming to the whether this policy has impacted the declining number of COVID-19 cases, um, considering the policy was announced on 10th of January late evening, so it's a three days since then, it is very likely that some impact of this we are seeing, but uh, more impact would be seen in <coughs> more impact would be seen in the days to come. Having said that, uh, I think uh, whatever like because asymptomatics are not being tested. So in my personal opinion, the number of infection in any setup or any cities are far greater in this wave than all the previous wave. So, so when Delhi has reported 27,000 confirmed cases and asymptomatics are not being tested, essentially there would be many more who are uh, inf has infection, so and not come forward for the testing. So, uh, definitely this is impacting. But uh, in epidemiology and pandemic, so we should be focusing upon trends. If we can watch trend for a few more days, we will get a sense of it that uh, which direction it is going. If you want to know more about treatment protocols for Omicron and the latest case numbers, head over to the Quince website. You can also follow us on our social media handles for live updates. If you liked listening to this episode, please subscribe to The Big Story for episodic updates. We're available on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, GeoSavan, and most of the other popular podcast streaming platforms. For other podcasts, please log on to the Quint website and for any feedback, please shoot an email to podcast at thequint.com. Thanks for listening. Log on to the Quint website and check out our other podcasts. 